Stand Up with the Good News is the title of a sermon that Bishop Julius C. Trimble preached at the North Central Jurisdictional Conference on November 4, 2022. And it is our bonus episode of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble, episode number 34. Jesus places before us a path to press on. We can press on or give up and become a footnote in the annals of history. So I stop by to tell you, Jesus is real. And we got to be prepared to stand up, speak up, sing up, pray up, lift up, the gospel of Jesus Christ. My... You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church, with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people. Welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. I am your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, and this is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to a discouraged world. This is a special bonus podcast, episode number 34 of To Be Encouraged, which features a powerful sermon that Bishop Tremble gave at the, at the session of the North Central Jurisdictional Conference held in Fort Wayne, Indiana, November 1 through 4. And on the closing worship on Friday, November 4, Bishop Tremble gave a sermon which was entitled Stand Up with the Good News which was a follow-up to the entire theme of the conference, conference, which was to press on. A powerful sermon that, that uh, Bishop Trimble gave, and I wanted to present it to you, and we'll put the entire transcript in our show notes at tobeencouraged.com slash episodes slash 034. And I encourage you, we'll put also links to the video of this uh, of this podcast. We'll make that available to you uh, as well. I want you to listen to this very carefully. It's a powerful witness to where we stand in our church right now. As you know, Jurisdictional Conference has uh, the primary role of electing new bishops. And indeed, at the North Central Jurisdiction, three new bishops were elected. But there was also conversation about the church and about pressing on, about not looking back and moving forward as the United Methodist Church, given all the uh, difficulties and struggles that we have with disaffiliation and 
the formation of new denominations and splintering and all the things we have going on. There's a lot of great worship, a lot of great conversation, and a lot of great work done. First jurisdictional conference held in several several years, I believe, because of COVID and so on. The last uh, conference, jurisdictional conference, might have been as uh, 2016, perhaps. At any rate, it's been a long time since the jurisdictional conference met, and Bishop Trimble gave a, just a powerful, powerful sermon about standing up uh, with the good news and about how we are to be all about this issue, about pressing on to proclaim the gospel, to have sound doctrine, to endure, to stay sober, to do the work of evangelism. I really want to encourage you to listen to this uh, sermon, take it to heart, and let it be a part of your own study and uh, meditation in your role as a pastor uh, or as a uh, lay uh, leadership and lay leadership in 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 the church as we move forward to whatever the next phase is for our church and indeed to press on. Uh, in future episodes, we're going to unpack more about the elections of bishops, and we'll be talking to more bishops in the church. Uh, Bishop Palmer from Ohio will be with us in future episodes. But right now, let's listen to Bishop Julius C. Triple as he gives this powerful sermon about Stand Up with the Good News. The Lord is in this place. It's been a long time. We've been waiting for y'all to come to Indiana. <laughs> yeah, Karen, but they finally got here, and we're glad to have you. Glad to have you. Tucker, I want you to stand uh, next to me over here so people can see all of Tucker. Did he, did he not read the gospel? Did he not proclaim the gospel? Thank you, Tucker. And I want his daddy to know that he was holding on the pulpit, rocking a little bit up here. So he may be a, a preacher, another one of the preachers coming out of that household. <laughs> Amen. Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee. Filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee. I want to share with you for a few moments Stand up with the good news. Stand up with the good news. Yeah, somebody's standing already. Uh, amen. <laughs> when he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. You know these words where Jesus read and proclaimed, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, let the oppressed go free, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. To press on, we press on. We all need a little encouragement from time to time. Less than two weeks ago, some of us were in Zimbabwe at Africa University celebrating the 30th anniversary of your university, Africa University. Somebody give them a hand praise right now. 
It was on October the 20th, October the 20th, October the 20th. I got up that morning to read my upper room devotions, upper room devotions on that day. It was the inauguration of the new vice chancellor coming, Professor Dr. Peter Maghetto. And I read the upper room devotions for that day, which focused on 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verses 6 through 8. Paul writes to Timothy, while Paul was in prison, urging Timothy to press on, press on with these clear instructions. Number one, proclaim the gospel. Number two, hold fast to sound doctrine. Number three, Paul encourages Timothy to endure even during bad times and suffering. Number four, he says, stay sober. Number five, he says, do the work of an evangelist. We are seated here today in the state of Indiana. We have a little over six million plus people who live here in Indiana. Is Ed Fistemacher here somewhere? If he is, stand up right now. Uh, you, you should be used to this by now from Bishop Trimmer. I might call anybody's name. So you're, <laughs> if Ed is not here, it's Larry Whitehood. Is somebody here from, from, from co- Congregational Church Development? Indiana, six million people live in this state, but four million people have no place that they call their spiritual home. Amen. Oh, it's probably the same way where you live. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So Paul encourages Timothy to proclaim the gospel, hold fast to doctrine, endure even during rough times, stay sober, and do the work of an evangelist. All in an environment where some people are inclined in that day and this day to gravitate to messages that distract us from the truth or even lead us astray from the healing word of life, Jesus the Waymaker. What Paul did for Timothy, we must do for each other. Encourage each other to press on, standing up for the gospel with the gospel. Let us pray. Loving God, you were here before we got here. And everywhere we are, you are already there. Bless us, O God, this morning as we come draw near to the close of our jurisdictional conference. We give thanks for the bishops that have been elected by this body. And today, O God, we will also extend the call to others to be anointed at the end of this message and to answer if they feel called by God to a calling as clergy or laity to listen for the voice of God. Now, God, hide me behind the cross. Speak through me. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, thou who has been our strength and our redeemer. Amen. In 2017, Peter McAdoo, a college dropout from Arkansas, created on a whim a campaign with billboards and a growing social media following 
that have spread with thousands of people, not just Gen Zers either, thousands of people following his message that birds are not real. You, you, you knew about that, didn't you? Birds are not real. He, he posited, oh, was it sarcasm or, or, or a parody of all of the conspiracies that we have? That the, all of the birds that you see are really just robots spying on all of us. And they have the latest versions are sophisticated drones watching you both day and night. His message may seem absurdity to some birds aren't real. Lest you think I am overstating the public appetite for conspiracy. And belonging to group think, even what some might characterize as a joke making fun of parody and vulnerability, you can go to Amazon and get your t-shirt and be amongst thousands of people who are wearing shirts that say birds are real. Now pay attention. I'm not going to get much louder than this. Pay attention. In a world overrun with misinformation and disinformation in a world where fear is being sold at bargain prices, where books are being banned and teachers are being undervalued, underpaid, and undermined. In a world where some who, who are arguing that the solution to gun violence is more guns, I'm reminded what the folks used to say in my home church, if it ain't one thing, oh, you, you heard of that before. <laughs> if it ain't oppression, it's depression. If it isn't segregation, it's discrimination. If it isn't discrimination, it's intimidation. If it's not intimidation, it's incarceration. If it's not too hot, it's too cold. Let me say that one again. <laughs> If it's not one thing, you know how we are. We get in a room like, if it's not too hot, it's too cold. Lord knows, on this Friday, we need good news. We need good news. Good news of the living gospel, the truth and life and purpose. Now, I stopped by to tell you that Jesus is real. <laughs> Filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says Jesus returned to Galilee. Hold it. Wait a minute. Rewind. Filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we, we miss that. Jesus returned to Galilee. His ministry was never solitary, never siloed, never isolated apart from the will of God and the presence of the third person of the Trinity. Oh, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit descended upon him at baptism. The Spirit led him into the wilderness. The Spirit was with him when he went to Galilee and on to Nazareth. And the Bible says, I know it says it because Tucker read it, that he began to teach in Nazareth, the home of Mary and Joseph where he had been 
brought up. He was at the synagogue as was his custom. An observant Jew who went to the synagogue regularly, the Bible says his teaching and preaching received a five-star review. It's in the Bible. See me afterwards if you don't. It says it right there. Read read the text. His preaching and teaching received a five-star review. And he stood up to read and found the place where the words of the prophet Isaiah a message of good news. And that good news is to be good news to the poor. It's important to note that the prophets like Isaiah were not only messengers of judgment and a call to obedience to God, but they were also messengers of the good news of deliverance. The Greek word for poor has to do with economic status as well as factors like gender, occupation, sickness, disability, degree of religious purity or status. Anything that lowered your status or made you marginalized in first century world. All of the social determinants that often exclude are the very chains that are broken by the mission and ministry of Jesus Christ. The Gospel of Luke. bears witness to the truth of the Christian faith. That is why we often stand up for the reading of the gospel. Can I get a witness? It's an ancient tradition because the gospel was given, is given the highest status of being the seal of all scripture and people receiving, standing on their feet when able because it is good tidings of redemption. It is witness, the gospel, to the faithfulness of God and the invitation for the faithful, the baptized, to follow the one who redeemed us from our sin, from our death, from our destruction. We stand for the reading of the gospel to receive it that we might be prepared to proclaim it. The announcement of Jesus' mission is set at the intersection of Kairos and Kronos in the context of the whole world since the church is empowered with the mission to and for all of the world. Friends, beloved, it's not about getting more people in the sanctuary. It's about transforming the world with the love of Jesus Christ. Thy will, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus does not present himself as a one-issue preacher. Can I get a witness? A one or two oriented preacher or even a prophet of doom or judgment. Jesus is not interested in promoting a new religion, but is proclaiming a new relationship. Oh, oh, you know your Wesleyan history. Wesley was not trying to start a new religion. He was trying to spread a new relationship. The faithful servant of God, Jesus, the son of the living God. As Isaiah was authorized to proclaim liberty to Jews in Babylon, Jesus went about the business of doing what he said he would do. 
He set us free from the enemies of faith, fear, doubt, despair. Set us free from the enemies of justice, hopelessness, apathy, and selfishness. We will authorize all of us to be salt and light. To bind the brokenhearted, to set right what is wrong by proclaiming the love of Jesus and standing up for the gospel with the gospel. Those doors are open to your left and to our right. It's probably required by the fire marshal. But I want you to look at those doors because it's Friday and we've been here a few days. Those doors, you can say goodbye to your fear and let them go. Look at those doors. Say, say goodbye to your hurt and, and let it go. Say goodbye to your anger and say, let it go. Say to, goodbye to your pain and suffering and worry and say, let it go. Amen. Reverend John Karewa first vice chancellor at Zimbabwe was the first, was a great evangelist, theologian of Methodism, particularly with an emphasis on the African context. Some of us had time to spend with him in Ohio and, and those who have met him in Zimbabwe. He wrote several books. One of his books really focused on the laity entitled Laboring Side by Side, where he reminds us that the local church, hear me now, the local church is the most significant arena for disciple making. You've heard that. It's, it's, it's in the book. The church is not the church, though, if we are not living up to our call to be an instrument of God's grace. It's not a choice, he writes, between acts of mercy and grace or baptism by water and spirit. The church has no choice but to accept those who are stigmatized, marginalized, demonized. No choice between acts of piety and prophetic witness. We, all of us, must labor side by side. Maybe you consider yourself right-leaning or left-leaning. Well, we all better be leaning on the everlasting arms of God. In his book, Drum Bells, Dr. Kareva's book, Drum Bells of Salvation in Africa, he says, let us not forget the meaning of the word gospel, good news or good message. It is the good news of what God did, what God is doing, and what God will do through Jesus Christ and through you and me. The gospel is proclaimed as a message for Gentiles as well. And that's what Jesus got in trouble with. He stopped making the table wider and inviting the others. Good news for everybody. An inclusive message that breaks the chains of oppression and exclusion. Jesus.
places before us a path to press on. We can press on or give up and become a footnote in the annals of history. So I stopped by to tell you, Jesus is real. And we got to be prepared to stand up, speak up, sing up, pray up, lift up the gospel of Jesus Christ. My mother's in Chicago now. She can't stand up because she had a stroke a little over a year and a half ago. But she reminds me, I can still pray up. I can still lift up. And I can still call up the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus allows us to beware. Beware of campaigns that share a narrative of scarcity and fear. Beware of campaigns that speak of anti-wokeness when the truth is we have been doing more sleeping than sharing, more dodging than discussing, more writing resolutions than enduring relationships. Well, I could comment on the Supreme Court, but I'm here to tell you that the gospel is affirmative action. Hallelujah! Some, some of you will get that tomorrow night. Some of you won't get that until tomorrow night. But I, I'm not here to be to talk about politics, but the gospel is affirmative action. Beware. Beware of campaigns to ban books and shield discomforting discussions. Beware of church prognosticators that offer confusion over confession. Paul's encouragement to Timothy was a timely message for us today. Christ is a message that the church lives for. This is a time, as Reverend Gardner Taylor used to say, a time we bring the little gods that we have made before the God who made us all. Lest we forget that our primary identity is that of children of God. Bishop Trimble, yes. With all due respect, we came here to elect bishops. And we've done that. Bishop Trimble, we want to celebrate the election of our new bishops. We want to send them on with a great consecration service. We want to finish the rest of the business and approve the budget. Bishop Trimble, can you just give us your last two points and, and tell, us, tell us why we need to press on? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. I'm here to remind you from the Apostle Paul to be encouraged in the gospel. Be encouraged in the gospel. Why should we press on? Why should we stand up for the gospel? Why should we proclaim the good news to everybody? Well, first of all, let me say, birds are real. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) 
dead second. Jesus is real. And the gospel is real. And we stand for the gospel because the gospel is good news. We stand with love over hatred. We stand with faith over fear. We stand with mission over misinformation. Oh, we stand up against racism and rejection and exclusion. Oh, we stand. And I'm here to tell you that if you have a Bible, you have a Bible. If you have a Bible, read it. If you have a passion, pursue it. If you have the good news of the love of Jesus Christ, share it. If you have a job, do it. If you have a call from God, answer it. If you've been blessed by God, redeemed by God, healed by God, saved by God, you ought to stand or at least wave your hand in the air. Because God loves you. I better sit down. I'm getting excited. I better sit down. You can't claim that you are standing on the promises of God when you're sitting in the convention center. You ought to stand and give God the praise. How long? How long? How long should we stand until we can sing? Why should my heart be lonely? Long for heaven and home. When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is <laughs> on, the, on the sparrow. <laughs> His eye is on the sparrow. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know, and I know he watches me. (laughs) You can stand. Let not your hearts be troubled. His tender word are here. Resting on God's goodness. Bye-bye doubts. Bye-bye fear. Bye-bye anger. Bye-bye disbelief. Don't by path he leadeth. But one step I may see. His eye. (laughs) I can't say it. Help me. His eye is on the sparrow. (laughs) And I know he watches me. Bishop, finish this thing, Bishop. All right, all right, all right. How long should we stand and pray and proclaim the gospel? How long should we stand until our souls are sanctified, until God's grace is magnified, until our witness is multiplied? Until our vision is clarified. Until the devil is terrified. 
How long should we stand? How long should we stand? Until the wicked cease from troubling. Until the weary find rest. How long should we stand? Until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Stand for the good news of the gospel. Stand for the good news of the gospel. He loves you more than you love yourself. Keep the exit doors open so we can say goodbye fear, goodbye worry, goodbye anger, goodbye doubt, goodbye scarcity. Turn to your neighbor and say, hello, grace. Hello, love. (laughs) Hello, beloved. Hello, anointed. Your healing is here today. Your assignment is here today. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't God good? Oh, you know God is good. You know God is good. Better to us than we've been to ourselves. What a powerful uh, message from Bishop Julius C. Trimble. His message presented at the North Central Jurisdictional Conference. The theme of the whole conference was Press On. And this message, the title of it was to stand up with the good news. One of the things you just got to say about Bishop Treble, he is an incredibly powerful preacher. I've been privileged. Uh, you have no, uh, you, many of you know this, but I with the sem- uh, Bishop Treble and I went to seminary together. And I was even able to hear him speak at the chapel services back at Garrett Evangelical Seminary. We graduated together in 1983. So he's been a powerful preacher forever, but his proclamation— and his prophetic word in this sermon, I believe, are very, 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 very important for you to take to heart in your ministry and in your life uh, moving forward as we all, we all indeed uh, do press on. Just a couple points I want to just kind of lift up about he you know, really talked about how Jesus set us free from doubt and despair and hopelessness and to proclaim love. And whether you're Uh, leaning right or leaning left, we need to lean on the everlasting love of Jesus Christ. I also wanted to make the point that I was really fascinated that he made reference to a study uh, that was lifted up about a person using social media who was able to convince many people that uh, birds are not real. And he called that uh, part of that uh, reference from a podcast that Bishop Trimble and I did a little bit earlier uh, with um, Dr. Kelly Price from East Tennessee State University, who's an expert in digital media. And she spoke to us in episodes uh, 32 and 33 uh, to be encouraged about the impact of social media and digital media on our world. And you might want to see where uh, Bishop Trimble got part of that reference and refer to those uh, episodes. You can get, go to that at tobeencouraged.com slash episodes, slash 032 and 033. I also would encourage you to get the transcript of this podcast, which is tobeencouraged.com slash episode slash 034. And also at the links there, we will have not only the transcript, we will have a link 
to the video that you can get of this entire message from the North Central Jurisdiction, because you don't want to miss not only uh, Bishop Trumbull's sermon, but the music and the powerful dance and the other aspects of this worship experience were profound. I know I had a great time of worship by watching the video, and I encourage you to do that. This is about us making use of the resources before us and indeed to press on. In future episodes of the To Be Encouraged podcast, we're going to continue to talk about this message of pressing on. Among other things, we're going to be talking to other bishops in the United Methodist Church. We're going to start a new series of messages with uh, with Bishop Gregory Palmer from from West Ohio in the next uh, few weeks here. So I invite you to tune in to tobeencouraged.com for all of the episodes with this podcast with Bishop Julius C. Tremble and myself, your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Hope that you'll join us. But until next time, friends, continue to do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tribble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.